Hello, my wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Gary. I'm minister to the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church right here in the beautiful city of Adelaide. I'm also your Drive Time host every Tuesday and Wednesday. It's really wonderful uh, to be able to share with you uh, once again. Uh, folks, look, I'd love to have you uh, join with us. If you've got a, a, a positive thought, if you've got a comment on one of the issues that we're discussing, if you'd simply like to say hello to us, uh, you can do that by texting us here at our uh, studio text number. That number's 04888. 808 11 04 888 Now this week we've got a real beauty of a, a theme. Uh, this week we're talking about steps to a dynamic relationship with Jesus Christ. Now that's something that I believe every single Christian uh, dearly wants uh, deep in their heart. Uh, on Monday uh, this week uh, our uh, our good uh, friends uh, Pastor Joseph Matichich and uh, um, uh, looked at uh, what is God really like? Um, yesterday, uh, we asked, what is humanity's greatest need? Uh, and today, we're talking about this thing called repentance. How essential is repentance? Uh, now today, our co-host is live from Perth in uh, in West Oz, uh, and that's uh, Pastor Don Felberg. Don is a real becoming a real regular on our program, and he's a greatly uh, appreciated uh, uh, preacher. Uh, now, Don recently retired as the uh, Aboriginal Western District Regional Leader. Now, Don, welcome to you once again. Yes, thank you, Pastor Gary. Happy to be with you and your listeners. Ah, uh, look, I tell you what, I mean, you're becoming more and more appreciated. Uh, I'm getting some uh, incredibly positive uh, feedback. Um, now, tell me, what have you been up to in uh, uh, in Perth this week? Oh, well, I planted some radishes this mo- today. So um, I, the garden is looking nice and, uh, and things are starting... Uh, things are, are, are doing well. So, 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 what have you actually got in your garden? Oh, lots of things. We've got, um, I've got broad beans growing. We've got spinach that we're eating. We've got lettuces of a couple of different varieties that we're, we're eating. Tomatoes are still producing, and and we've even got pawpaws, Gary. Tropical pawpaws. Oh goodness me! I mean, you're. Uh, you... I, I, I need to come and visit your home. I can see that. <laughs> oh, well, it's uh, it's lovely to see the things growing and it's so nice to go out and pick something and then bring it in and eat it straight away. You uh, can't get it better. Uh, yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely right. You know, I tell you what, I am. Uh, I love the way, uh, certainly the uh, weather here in Adelaide, really improving out of uh, out of sight. I know our good mates over there on the east coast are having it uh, tough at the at the present time, but uh, right yeah. here in right here in Adelaide, I went out and I, I did my uh, uh, my walk uh, this morning, and uh, it was absolutely 
glorious. Um, it, yeah. was, it was one of those uh, uh, days that you, you sat there and think, hey, this is a good-to-be-alive uh, day. True, um, true. But, yeah. our, but our thoughts do actually go particularly to uh, our mates on the uh, on the East Coast there because they're really being uh, knocked around big time with the uh, the rain and the storms and the um, yeah. uh, everything that's, uh, that's occurring. Um, mm. But, look, let's come to our uh, World uh, Religion News Report. We do like to share what's happening in the uh, world religious uh, uh, scene each, uh, each day, just something that's, uh, that's occurring. Now, I, I actually um, uh, came across an, an article. It actually came from a, uh, a, sim- a person who does a similar role to me. He is actually a radio host uh, in the United States, and uh, he had a, a, a short uh, uh, audio audio clip uh, where he um, shared a a thought and it was entitled we must not rewrite the bible to accommodate the world and uh, I, I got the transcription of it and and this is what he uh, what the what the article actually said um uh, uh, Pastor and author Alistair Begg on Sunday urged Christians in the US to maintain a biblical worldview as they live in a culture that has dismissed their beliefs, saying today's church is under constant pressure to affirm sin and secularism. Begg, the voice behind the Truth for Life radio broadcasts and the pastor of Parkside Church in Cleveland, Ohio, made the comments nine days after the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade, which we've spoken about on this uh, on this program, and we won't go into today. Um, the High Court's decision and backlash against it, he said, underscored a major clash of worldviews. Uh, Beg quoted a BBC article uh, that said the United States is inhabited by two tribes. Uh, that have completely different values, beliefs, and goals. We are increasingly aware of the reality that we are living as sojourners and exiles in a world that was once very familiar to us and in which we felt increasingly at home, Big said, referencing Christians. Believers today, he said, are increasingly asking themselves, what does it look like to live in a in a Christian country that doesn't like what Christians believe? Now, I found that really significant. What does it look like to live in a predominantly, historically, a Christian country that doesn't like what Christians believe? Big based his sermon on First Peter two eleven to twelve, noting that the Apostle Peter called the Christians of his days sojourners and exiles. Then came a paragraph that uh, I'd love to get your feedback on, Don. He said this, um, There is no social benefit now in being a Christian in North America. Uh, There is a prevailing hostility against the teaching of the Bible and therefore against those who will affirm the teaching of the Bible. We're living in a culture that has actually dismissed Biblical Christianity. Now, this this comment, there is no social benefit in being a Christian. Uh, there is a prevailing hostility against that teaching. Uh, how, how would you respond to that, Don? I think it's it's becoming increasingly true, Pastor Gary. 
I've been feeling it for some time now that uh, Christians are no longer respected like they used to be when I was a boy. Um, And Christian values are no longer respected. Uh, Well, I should say they're more and more questioned and sidelined. Mm. So I think it's I think it's that article it really hits the nail on the head. It's it's true, and it's to me it's sad that we're living in a society that has put aside these uh, biblical teachings. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with you totally. Actually, there, and I mean, more and more we're certainly seeing this, even in the legislation that is uh, being passed in a lot of our parliaments. It's uh, now become uh, so secular; it's virtually anti-moral, uh, and yeah. uh, morality has been been pushed really to the to the sideline. Uh, the article went on to to say this: uh, the individual self. That's the you, the me, is actually the center of the modern moral universe. Young people are growing up being told that how they think, how they feel, and what you desire is the key to your entire existence. How would you respond to that? Well, it's certainly what we're seeing, Pastor Gary, sadly. But there's so much of this, um, you know, me first, me second, anything left, me third sort of thing. And it's it's what I like. It's what I agree with. It's my opinion that counts. There's yeah. no outside or authority for so many people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and of course, what the scriptures actually do is present a totally different worldview where, you know, others become, um, central to, um, to our, our worldview, others and our responsibility to the Lord God. You know, God comes first, others come second, and our third, ourselves actually comes third in that, uh, in that equation. But of course, in the, in the big wide world today, what we've done is switch the whole three on their heads so that it's uh, me first, me second, me third, and then yeah. if there's anything left over, you know, others, and then at a very far distant uh, uh, past, uh, you get uh, God uh, if there happens to be anything uh, left over uh, at at well, all. It, it, it seems for us to Gary that God only comes into the picture if there's a disaster, and then you hear the politicians saying, "Well, we you're in our prayers," and you wonder what sort of prayers they're praying, you know. Yeah, that's actually a very good point. You know, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it certainly does appear that at times of disaster, uh, God gets a mention, but, uh, how rarely at, uh, at other times. Um, yeah. he, he went on to say this, either we're operating from a worldview that is framed by the thought forms of the age or by a worldview that is grounded in the will of God. There is no possibility of compromise, uh, he said. Mm. Um, it is essential that Christians love individuals who promote unbiblical beliefs, um, but that we do not affirm their practices. I found that yeah. to be very intriguing. How would you respond to that part? Oh, it's certainly, that's very well said. We, we love the people but we don't like the sin that they are doing. And and we must always, as Christians, be like that. Uh, Jesus said, love your enemies even. And so we must love people who have differing viewpoints or have different practices, but that doesn't mean to say we approve 
of what they're doing. When I say we, it doesn't mean to say the Bible approves of what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, no, that's uh, this uh, this article. As I, as I look at this article, I'm sort of saying, "Hey, this guy has really nailed uh, so many things." Yeah. And look, if, if folks want it, you can actually get it online. It's Alistair Begg. Uh, we must not rewrite the Bible to accommodate the world. Is the title of this uh, of this article? Um, uh, Begg uh, went on to uh, to, to say, um, "Jesus is the one who is the focus of the Bible." Uh, during Peter's mm. day. Big said they also uh, faced a clash of worldviews. Our focus is not on a kingdom on this earth, not on a British kingdom, an American kingdom, a Chinese kingdom, an Australian kingdom, but on the kingdom of heaven, Big said. Our enemy yeah. is not a tyrant, not an emperor, not a president. Our enemy is the great dragon, Satan, the evil mm-hmm. one. Let's make sure... We understand our identity, the people of God, people who are free servants of God, sojourners and exiles. Let's make sure that we engage in the activity that we're called to engage in, abstaining from that which may bolster our self-esteem but destroy our souls and always uh, being sure that we come to the uh, to the presentation of the of the gospel, uh, th- th- this this had so much in it, Don. That to me, I just looked at it and I sort of thought, "Hey, um, this man yeah. has really nailed it." Uh, and uh, uh, our contemporary world, certainly the contemporary Christian church, would do so much uh, to actually pick up on uh, on what he is uh, uh, he's actually actually saying. But guys, yeah, look- true. I I agree wholeheartedly, Pastor Gary, and um, it, it reminds uh, just in a in a little way. It reminds me of one of our Aboriginal friends in Port Augusta, and and you know some of the Aboriginal folk are caught up with land rights and all of that, and uh, place a lot of emphasis on it. But one of my friends said. He pointed up to the sky. He said, I'm, I'm looking for the land up there. He said, that's the one I'm really concerned about. He said, and, and I thought he's got his, he's got his values right because this earth will soon pass away anyway. But if we've got the land up in heaven, if we're secure with that, well, then everything's all right. That's an incredibly wise statement that your your friend made there, because you know I, I'm so conscious that you know, hey, look, I'm you know I'm an Australian. I'm proud of being an Australian, and I'm a second, third, fourth. I'm not sure how many generation Australian. I'm proud of being an Australian. But you know, the thing that I'm more proud of is uh, is is my. Christian heritage and the fact that uh, I am first and foremost a, a, a Christian and then after that I happen to be an I happen to be an Australian, and I believe I become a better Australian uh, by following the uh, the the ethics, the morality, and the the Word of God that's actually revealed uh, in the Scriptures. Yes. Yeah. Pastor Gary, can I, uh, in in light of this article, can I read a text from Deuteronomy chapter 12 and verse 32, talking about rewriting the Bible? And I'm very much aware that there are many that would like to do that, both inside the church and outside the church. But Deuteronomy 12 verse 32 says, Here, whatever I command you, be careful to observe it, you shall not add to it nor take away from it. Yeah, 
And there are at least three major passages in the Bible that say a very similar thing, that God's word is God's word and we're not to add to it. I mean, we, we're all challenged by certain things, but we need to bring our lives into harmony with it, not change God to suit our lives. Yeah, that's powerful, Don. That is so powerful. Thank you so much for that, uh, sharing that, uh, that scripture. Uh, it's certainly so relevant to what we've been, uh, been speaking about. Uh, look, guys, let's come to some music, uh, just now. This is, uh, Alison Krauss and the Cox family. And, uh, the song is, I know, uh, who holds tomorrow. This earth is not, uh, our home. Please enjoy Alison Krauss and the Cox family. I know who holds tomorrow. I don't know about tomorrow I just live from day to day I don't borrow from the sunshine For its skies may turn to
That was Alison Karaus and the Cox family. I know who holds tomorrow. Nothing like a, a little bit of uh, country. Uh, love uh, love some of the country uh, music that's actually out there. Uh, really did uh, appreciate that. Uh, folks, look, we do have a, a giveaway book uh, for you uh, for you today. Now, our giveaway, uh, this is a brand new book today. We uh, This is different to uh, what we had on uh, Monday and Tuesday. Uh, this book is, uh, uh, is entitled Amazing Grace. Uh, now, uh, of course, it comes from the the title of a uh, of a of a hymn that is uh, probably one of the most uh, well known hymns in uh, all of uh, uh, of all of Christianity. Uh, that, of course, was written by John Newton. John Newton, of course, was a a slave ship captain at uh, at one point, and uh, after his conversion, uh, he worked with Sir William Wilberforce uh, to do away with slave. In uh, in Britain, and uh, of course, the name of uh, of that. Uh, hymn that he wrote was Amazing Grace because that uh, talked about the transition of uh, his own life on board that uh, that slave ship. Um, this uh, this book is also entitled Amazing Grace. Our Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound. Uh, the story of the plan of redemption is narrated from Genesis to Revelation. It tells of God's rescue plan carried out uh, through the life, the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. In fact, the Bible was written to announce this plan. The human race has been buried under sin with no possibility of eternal survival, could only be rescued with help from above. The saviour of this world came down to rescue his children and the scriptures are filled with joy as they share that story. Now, guys, look, this is a wonderful devotional book. It's entitled Amazing Grace. It's by Elizabeth Talbot, the same author that wrote uh, yesterday's uh, book. Uh, this is a book that will really challenge you. If you want to grow in your spiritual life, then this is a book that's well worth reading. Now, look, if you want, you, this is a totally free uh, free offer. If you'd like a free copy of Amazing Grace uh, by Elizabeth Talbot, um, all you need to do is to text Text us uh, here at uh, uh, our studio text number, which is oh four triple eight eight oh eight eleven oh four triple eight eight oh eight. 11. And, uh, all you need to do is to, in that text that you send to us, just put the code SA59, just those four digits, SA59, with no gap between the SA and the, and the 59. And uh, that'll go directly to our, um, to our robot. He's called Pilgrim now. And, uh, he'll contact you and he'll get a few details off you so we can get this to you in the fastest uh, possible way. This is a brilliant little book. Uh, you'll love it. Uh, it'll lift you you up um, and that's what uh, we'd like to like to be able to do so uh, amazing grace is the name of the book by elizabeth talbot our uh, our, our number here is 04888 and the code you need to send is simply that code sa5059 and now you are listening to uh, faith fm drive time uh, big Q and A with uh, Pastor Gary, and today our co-host is live from Perth in uh, uh, in West uh, in West Oz, and uh, that's Pastor uh, Don Felberg. Don's a greatly loved uh, presenter. Uh, Don uh, recently retired as the Aboriginal Western District Regional Leader. Um, and look, folks, if you've got any. Comments
comment that you'd like to make on our program today, please feel free to do it by texting us uh, here at our studio, and uh, we can uh, uh, we can respond to those uh, to those questions or thoughts. Now. Um, Don, um, this week we're looking at the theme, Steps to a Dynamic Relationship with Jesus. Now, that's something that I think every Christian would say, hey, look, I really want to have not just a relationship where I are going through the routine, you know, week by week by week. Maybe I go to church and I, you know, maybe I give a few, uh, a few dollars to, um, you know, to the local church. I want to, want more than the routine. Uh, what are the steps to a, a dynamic relationship to Jesus? Uh, we looked at, you know, God's love uh, for humanity. We've looked at, you know, the, the problem that we've all encountered, this issue of sin. Um, but today, um, what is repentance? What, what's confession? I mean, where does it fit into? I mean, if I want to have a dynamic relationship with Christ, where does this whole issue of repentance and confession, I mean, really, is it all that necessary? Um, what's your thinking, Don? Yes, well, I, I think it certainly is. It's one of the very important uh, aspects of coming to Jesus and having a relationship with him. And I guess that gets back to what repentance really means. It means to feel remorse, to be sorry. Uh, it's a change of mind, a turning about. And in the Bible, it's an act of forsaking sin and accepting God's gift of salvation. And so repentance in the Bible is linked in with conversion. It sort of merges into and reaches its climax, you could say, in conversion. In Acts chapter 3 and verse 19, uh, it says, Repent therefore and be converted, so that your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. So, yes, because of what it is, it is so essential. And when we look at the, the story of, of the Bible, John the Baptist, in uh, Matthew chapter 3, it says uh, in verse 2, he came preaching there in the wilderness of Judea, that's verse 1, and his message was, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Mm. Jesus, the Messiah, was soon to arrive and he was preaching and preparing the way and he said uh, the people, he called the people to repent. In other words, to forsake their sins and to, and to turn their lives over to God, to be sorry for their sins and to, and to go the right way. And it's interesting in verse 8, as he talked about these things, he said, therefore bear fruits worthy of repentance. I thought that's interesting, Pastor Gary. Yeah. There's fruits that are worthy of repentance. Uh, that, that true repentance will lead us to. It's not just being uh, sorry for something we've done and then just carrying on the same again. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's here a, a very clear change of 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 we're walking in one direction you repent you turn around and you walk in the opposite direction Mm. it's very interesting that um, when jesus started to preach you know what his first sermon is recorded in the bible is in mark chapter 1 verse 15 it says um jesus said the time is fulfilled 
and the kingdom of God is at hand, repent and believe in the gospel. That's what Jesus said. So there seems to, so there seems to be a connection here uh, between uh, coming to Christ and this issue of uh, of repentance. I mean, you, we see it in the life there of John the Baptist in his preaching. We see it in the yes. uh, preaching of uh, uh, of Jesus, and uh, yes. uh, and today, I mean, is it still important today? Oh, absolutely. If someone wants to come to Jesus, say yesterday's topic, you were talking about the problem of sin, the fact that we're all sinners. We're, yeah. we're all got baggage and, and things. And so in order to, we need to ask God to take this away. We need to unload this at, at Jesus' feet. And that's really uh, what repentance is, is is being sorry for this and uh, then confessing, asking God to, telling him we're sorry and asking him to forgive us. And we have the assurance that he will do that. Mm, yeah, no, look, yeah. that's a, that's a, that's a really important promise because I think of, I think Peter, uh, makes, uh, that particular, uh, promise. You know, if we confess our sins, he is faithful yeah. and just to, uh, uh, to, to cleanse and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And, you know, Don, one of the things yeah. I'm really conscious of, I don't know how you found it in, uh, in your ministry, but, uh, increasingly today, one of the real challenges that, uh, uh, that I found is that um, many uh, many people uh, want to uh, come to to Christ, but the issue of sin and confession, uh, because the two mm. are actually linked together, are something is yes. something that is actually not spoken about very much. You know, the necessity of actually repenting. Uh, and making things right. Is that something that I've just noticed, or is that something that, that you've noticed as well? No, I think it's very true. People like to hear about the love of God and how and how Jesus accepts us. We come just as we are, and uh, they love to talk about all of that, but we have this problem of sin, and uh, Jesus died for our sins, in fact, I have a lovely text here. Um, uh, in Luke chapter 24, one of the closing words of Jesus uh, before he ascended back to heaven after he was crucified and resurrected, it says, he said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. So he's saying it was necessary that he come and die for us and that he rise from uh, rise from the dead. And it says, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. So Jesus came and died so that we might find uh, forgiveness and that we, and it brings us to repentance where we can find forgiveness and salvation. And uh, I think of that text in Romans 2 and verse 4 where it says, the goodness of God leads us to repentance. Mm. And it reminds me reminds me again of a story from Port Augusta in South Australia there, one of my dear old Aboriginal friends. He, he said, you know, he said when he was a young fellow, he heard preachers preaching about hellfire, trying to 
to to scare them into coming to church and doing the right thing. You could say scare them into repenting of their sins, he said. And the way they talked about hellfire, he said, you could almost feel the heat, he said. <laughs> but, but it didn't change him. But he said a preacher came along one day and told him how much Jesus loved him and that Jesus died for him. He said, I couldn't finish my whiskey, he said. Yeah. He said it really touched my heart and it led this man to become a genuine Christian. The scripture says the goodness of God will lead us to repentance. When we see what Jesus was willing to do to hang on that cross, to suffer for our sins so that we could be forgiven, that leads us to say, I'm sorry for my sins. I want to turn from them and I want to live for Jesus. Yeah, that's that's probably the, I mean, that is the heart and core. I mean, that is the gospel, isn't it? You know, I mean, that, yeah. Je- that Jesus did for us that which we were physically incapable of doing for ourselves. And now he, he makes right. this appeal, you know, um, come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You know, I, I'm just so conscious that I'm, I'm dealing with so many people in this world that don't actually actually have rest you know they're, they're yeah. struggling you know day by day um, to to find some sort of peace uh, it's it, it just doesn't yeah. seem to come and yet in the scriptures we're actually told hey uh, come unto me you who labor yeah. you who are heavy laden and I'm going to give you rest you know we finish this program every day with that passage that talks about my peace I give to you yeah. these are the gifts that our God wants to give to us uh, as a totally free a free gift but to actually come to him does actually take a response on our behalf you know this yeah. uh, this uh, this uh, repentance to, to to come to him requires um yeah. that uh, that one that one thing um i yeah. think that, i think that pastor gary uh, there's an interesting story about the ties in repentance and that's in acts chapter 2 This is after the time of the crucifixion and the resurrection. Jesus has gone back to heaven. And the story is recorded in Acts 2 of Peter preaching. uh, And he powerfully preaches about Jesus being the true Messiah. He's our Savior. And uh, this crucified and risen Savior is is the one who can help us. And uh, as he preached... Uh, in verse 37, it says the people, the audience, and there were people there from at least 16 different countries, 16 different language groups that had come to Jerusalem for the Feast of Pentecost and were there at this time. And so he's preaching to people from many parts of the, of the world. And when they heard him talk about Jesus like this, they said, it says they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Yeah. In the light of the fact that Jesus died for us and he rose again and he wants to save us, what shall we do? And Peter said, verse 38, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Yeah. Yeah. And so there he told them very clearly, you mob there? You need to repent. You need to be sorry for your sins and you need to turn your life over to God. And of course, Don, one 
Well, exactly. And, you know, Don, one of the things that really jumps out to me about that crowd that Peter, of course, this is the day of Pentecost that we're talking about there. One of the things that really yeah. jumps out at me is that uh, in all probability, there were people in that crowd that had probably also been in the crowd that had called out, crucify him, crucify him. Uh, you know, and I, yeah. I, I just look at this and I say, hey, you know, here's two totally different crowds. You know, one of them, uh, you know, I well yeah. imagine people, you know, making that call, you know, to, to crucify Christ and then Peter, just a matter of weeks later, is preaching to them. They're suddenly convicted of their sin and, uh, yeah. uh, you know, are they condemned? No, 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 not condemned. But, hey, I want you to repent. Repentance is yeah. so key because then you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And, of course, with the gift of the Holy Spirit, you have this uh, the beautiful uh, gifts of, of peace, uh, that start to yeah. flow over an individual. I really appreciate what you're actually saying there, Don. Yes. And, you know, the story goes on in the book of Acts similarly. We come to Saul. Saul was one of the, he was one of the religious leaders, you could say. He was, yeah. uh, he was a, a Jew, a very strict Jew, and he, he was out against the Christians. He thought this was a terrible heresy, so he was out to try to wipe it out, and he was heading up to Damascus to get after the Christians. And it says in Acts 9 and verse 3, as he journeyed, he came to Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goads. Mm. So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Mm. And the Lord gave him directions uh, how he was to go and meet up with one of the Christians in Damascus, and he would uh, give him uh, further instruction. But I, I'm interested, when we're talking about repentance here, how... how you know, it changes your mind. There's a turning about. There's a forsaking of sin. You're going in a different direction. Yeah, it man. says here about Saul, it says after he was, uh, he'd had this experience, it says he immediately he preached the Christ in the synagogues that he is the Son of God. And then it says, then all who heard were amazed and said, is not this he who destroyed those who called on this name in Jerusalem? and has come here for that purpose so that he might bring bound to the chief priest, bring, bring them bound. So here, this man who came to, to capture the Christians, to shut them up, in the end becomes their, their loudest spokesman preaching Jesus. There's a real turning around. And that's what, there was genuine repentance on, Paul, on Saul's part. And he became one of the great missionaries. And uh, it's interesting, in Acts chapter 20 and verse 21, 20 and 21, when Paul talks about, uh, he met up with the elders at Ephesus, and he says, I've, I've been faithful in, in sharing with you the message of Jesus publicly and from house to house. And then verse 21, he says, testifying to Jews and also to Greeks, repentance toward God, and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. That was Paul's great message to preach repentance. He got up there in, on Athens Hill there, Mars Hill, Acts 17 and verse 30, and he said, you know, 
we worshipped in ignorance, some of us. But he said, God has called all men everywhere to repent, he said, to, to turn around. Yeah. And so there is, you talk about is repentance essential? It, yeah. it certainly was to John the Baptist and to Jesus and to the Apostle Paul. And if we're going to follow in their footsteps, it should be for us too. And, because and, people do need to turn from their sins if they would be saved. And and to me, the thing I, I love about this uh, concept of repentance is repentance gives opportunity for a fresh start. Uh, you know, there are so many yes. people that say, hey, look, you know, don't I wish I had the opportunity for a fresh start. You must be born again. You know, when Christ talked about being born yeah. again, what he was talking about is a fresh start. You could, It's possible in this life to actually have that uh, that fresh start. You know, Don, I really appreciate what it is you're sharing at the present time. Look, we do have, we're starting to run out of uh, running out of time. But look, let's um, let's come to some music and uh, when we come back, we'll have about 10 minutes and if you can just wrap things up together, bring it all together, that'd be absolutely fantastic. So, But look, let's enjoy, uh, this is uh, Rambos. I uh, really appreciate uh, this uh, uh, this music. Uh, sheltered in the arms of, uh, of God. Please enjoy Rambos.
Uh, sheltered in the arms of of God. Uh, come unto me, all you who labour and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. What an incredible passage of scripture uh, that uh, that is. Uh, do you know, indeed, when we come to Jesus Christ, we are indeed sheltered uh, in the arms of God. The gifts of the Holy Spirit come to us. Uh, at that point, we receive peace. Uh, we understand what it is uh, to be able to rest in the hands of an almighty God. Now, look, guys, if you would like our free book today, uh, a book that will lift you up, a book that will uh, do something for your devotional life. Uh, it's uh, it's this book, Amazing Grace by Elizabeth Talbot. Um, this is a, a brand new book uh, today. Uh, Amazing Grace is the uh, is the title of this book. Of course, it's also the name of John Newton's uh, fantastic uh, hymn of, of praise. Uh, Amazing Grace. Now look, if you'd like your own copy of this book, Amazing Grace, all you need to do is to text us here at our studio text number 04888 808 11 04 888 and you don't need to say anything all you need to do is to quote a code and the code is SA59 no gap between the SA and the 59 just SA59 and uh, our robot uh, he will uh, he'll pick up that uh, he'll come back to you he'll ask a few questions uh, so that uh, we can get the uh, necessary information for us to be able to get this book to you in the fastest possible way it's a fantastic little book Amazing Grace by Elizabeth Talbot our uh, Oh four triple eight eight oh eight eleven and the code is SA fifty fifty nine. Um you would really appreciate this uh, this particular book. Now you are listening to Faith FM Drive Time, big Q and A with Pastor Gary, and today our co host is live from Perth in uh, West Oz, and that's uh, Pastor Don Felberg. And Don recently retired as the Aboriginal Western District Regional Leader, and today we're talking about repentance. How essential is it? And Don really appreciate what it is that you've actually shared. You've pulled it together in such a neat package in such a neat understanding but Don look uh, we've got about uh, uh, eight or nine minutes uh, left can you just is there anything else you'd like to add yes Pastor Gary I I you know when it comes to this topic of of repentance God appeals to us I mean we've been talking about it how essential it is and we've been saying yes it is important but God appeals to us to repent in beautiful words. And I have a text here in Ezekiel 18 and verse 30 where God said, Repent and turn from all your transgressions so that iniquity will not be your ruin. Iniquity or sin won't be your ruin. Cast away from you all the transgressions or the sins which you've committed and get yourselves a new heart and a new spirit for why should you die, O house of Israel? For I have no pleasure in the death of the one who dies, says the Lord God. Therefore, turn and live. 
That's a beautiful appeal where God is saying, please repent of your sins. Turn from them. Don't let them be your ruin. And that's the Old Testament. And you know, the New Testament says exactly the same thing. Peter says in 2 Peter 3 and verse 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some count slackness, that is regarding when he will come back again, but is long-suffering or patient toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Mm. So God is waiting for people to repent because, as it says there, he has no pleasure in the death of the wicked. He doesn't want to see us be lost. He paid such a price for us to be saved, and he appeals to us to come to him and to turn and live. And no wonder Jesus said when people do do that, there's, there's wonderful rejoicing. Luke 15, verse 10, Likewise I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Mm. And so I would say to the listeners today, if, if the Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart, if the Lord is convicting you of your sins, then don't hold back. Repent of them. Give them to God. Ask Him to forgive you. And he certainly will. And heaven will rejoice that you have turned your life over to him so that you might not perish but have everlasting life. You know, Don, one of the things, yeah. I, I, one of the things I really appreciate there, Don, is the, uh, uh, the way that God comes across as the pleading God. Yeah. Uh, one of the things, this, uh, this particular Sabbath at uh, my church over there in, uh, in Brighton, I'm going to be talking about the, uh, uh, the character of the Old Testament God because there are so many people, uh, who have an understanding. I've actually had somebody, uh, I actually had a church elder say to me many years ago, uh, he said, um, uh, pastor, I don't get uh, the God of the Old Testament. Um, Jesus, mm. Jesus, I get um, because he's all forgiving. But the God of the Old Testament, I don't get him. This uh, this particular uh, weekend, this Sabbath and uh, at my Brighton church, I'm going to be talking about that particular subject because it is actually so key that we understand what the character of the living God uh, is yes. actually uh, is actually like. Uh, but Don, look, just I'm just wondering, uh, we, we we do have to to bring everything together. Have you you know, do you have any you know in in your life as a pastor? Can you recall you know the, the change. You know what what sort of change has taken part place in the life of individuals who have come to Christ in repentance. Have you noticed big change? Yeah, yeah. I remember one fellow saying, "I spent all my life, or years of my life, chasing after happiness. I thought money would do it. I thought pleasure would do it. I thought this, but he said it's only when I turned my life over to Jesus. He said." that I found what I've been looking for and I wished I'd have done it years ago, he said. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it does. I, I saw a, a, a man in Tasmania there. He, he said, you know, I used to be, um, uh, you know, I, I, I used to, to steal and so on, not big things, but little things. But he said, when I gave my life to Jesus, he said, you could leave the golden key around and I wouldn't take it, he said. it. It changes people's lives and makes them honourable and 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 wonderful people, but more importantly, gives them a peace in their hearts. Mm. 
Yeah. I've seen drunks that have changed, you know, from being wild and fighting people to being lovable, loving and lovable Christians. Yeah, no, that's that, that that story is certainly something that you know I, I can certainly in my own ministry I, I look back and I just simply see the uh, the changes that can happen in the lives of individuals when they come yeah. to Jesus Christ in uh, in repentance. Now, look, Don, I'm really conscious that you know we are starting to to run run out of time, but look, what I'm wondering is this: is how would you feel about just simply praying uh, for yeah. um, uh, for Maybe there's somebody out there that's listening right now that's saying, hey, look, you know, I I need to confess my sin. I need to come to Jesus Christ. Would you pray a prayer for that particular individual? Yes, sure. Loving Heavenly Father, we, we thank you that we can talk about such an important subject today. And Lord, I am very conscious that there will be somebody out there listening today whose their heart is touched by your spirit. They, they're not happy with their life and they want to find your peace and your joy and, and that assurance of forgiveness. Lord, I just pray that right now that they will open their heart to you. You have said, if we open the door of our heart, you will come in and you will abide with us. And Lord, I just pray that you will help anybody at the moment that is thinking about this to be willing to turn their life over to you, to repent of their sins and to confess them to you and to believe that you have forgiven them and given them eternal life. Lord, just bless such people. Bless, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Um, what a God we serve. Well, folks, mm. it, uh, it, it, folks, it does look like our time's up for today. Thank you so much for joining Pastor Gary and Pastor Don Felberg on Drive Time, big Q&A. Uh, please join us tomorrow when uh, Pastor Hugh Heenan uh, will be leading uh, leading the discussion with Pastor Ricardo Schaefer. They're going to be asking, what is faith? How do I know that I've been accepted by Jesus Christ? This is so important, uh, this, this question. We really look forward uh, to you joining us uh, just then. Uh, but until then, please remember Christ said, I'm leaving you with a gift peace of mind and heart, and the peace I give isn't like the peace that the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. May our God richly bless you. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.